This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome and happy Easter Monday to those of you who are celebrating. The Gardner Expressway is already backed up on this, the first day of the downtown ramp closure, and a lot of people are taking the day off. We don't even have a full complement of traffic. Uh, so the ramp in question, of course, is uh, the off-ramp to Young Bay and York Streets. The city says it re- its replacement will be ready in January 2018, but even such a long way off, not everyone believes that. And there are rumblings from people who think that the work on this new ramp should be done around the clock instead of from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And of course, we want to know what you think. The number is 416 360 Toll-free, 1-866-744-740. Right now, let's go to Constable Clint Stibby of Toronto Police Traffic Services to get all the details. Hi. Hi there. Happy Easter Monday. Happy Easter Monday to you as well. Well, We've got quite a gift for you today. Okay. Well, um, how bad would you say it is? Actually, today was reasonably good. Uh, We did have a number of close calls uh, from my own witness (laughs) account of uh, individuals that uh, have almost rear-ended each other, uh, last-minute lane changers, uh, people jockeying for positions to try and get off at the Jarvis ramp, uh, part and parcel due to the fact that they forgot or did not pay attention to the closure of the York Bay Young Ramp. Now, that being said, today is a light traffic day, per se. Uh, I'd say we probably only have about 50%, if that, uh, traffic volume that we would normally see in the downtown core. Uh, what I would fully expect is tomorrow is really going to be the day of reckoning because tomorrow will, should be, in all reality, a full traffic day. Uh, and anything that we're going to see will be likely related to collisions, uh, driver frustration, delays, a uh, number of different situations that could arise as a result of even one fender bender at that location. What we need to keep in mind is anyone coming up off of the eastbound uh, lakeshore up onto the Gardner Expressway using Reese Street, uh, they have to weave through all the traffic that's attempting to get off the eastbound Gardner and go down to the lakeshore via the Jarvis ramp. So we have a tremendous number of vehicles that are making those lane changes, literally weaving in and out of lanes. And all it takes is one person to make a mistake. Uh, as of this morning, I hadn't heard of any collisions in relation to that ramp as of yet. But as I said, traffic volumes were substantially lighter than they would normally be. Okay. Uh, now, one of the things we've seen is, uh, you know, uh people are being asked to take alternate routes. So what alternate routes are you referring to? Well, actually, Spadina will probably be your best uh, ramp to get off the expressway as there is now a dedicated eastbound lakeshore lane off the Spadina ramp. Uh, It was uh, something that was in place a number of years ago, and based on the intersection redesign, they no longer used it. Well, it's been brought back into operation, and as a result, as you come eastbound, you get off at Spadina, provided 
you've gotten into the lane uh, at an early enough opportunity, you'll be able to go down that ramp and then take the eastbound Lakeshore into the downtown core. Obviously, uh, it will affect eastbound Lakeshore traffic, uh, say from Bathurst Street eastbound, as you are losing one lane. Uh, but as uh, individuals get used to the reconfiguration of the lanes, whether it's on the expressway or on the Lakeshore, uh, they will become more accustomed to being in the proper lane and making those lane changes earlier. The problem is, unfortunately, a lot of us depend on our GPS, and uh, the GPS says for you to make that right turn. The reality is, in some cases, you may not be prohibited or may not be permitted to. Uh, likewise, um, a lot of the GPS are not going to deal with a uh, York Bay Young ramp that's been torn down. So, in some cases, it'll tell you to keep going past Spadina, obviously, to get off at the York Bay ramp which doesn't exist anymore. So this is where we're going to see a lot of the frustration come from the drivers, where they're going to think that they're able to get off despite all the uh, advertising, uh, all the news, all the media coverage, thinking that perhaps they are allowed to get through based on what they're hearing from their GPS. You know, one of the things that I noticed that as drivers get more frustrated, they are less inclined to let anybody in. And that can be really tricky if you're suddenly realized, oh my goodness, I have to get over two or three lanes. Or I'm missing my exit. Well, it's actually interesting you just uh, put it that way. Oh, I have to get over. Yes. So chances are, if you're doing the uh-oh, chances are you are waited too long. And what you should be doing is bypass the off-ramp, get yourself in position for the next off-ramp. Because the reality is you're talking about a difference of about two kilometers between Spadina and Jarvis, if that. And uh, by you dashing across those lanes trying to get over, all you're going to do is cause uh, a collision or perhaps endanger yourself or somebody else. Something that I don't think a lot of people are uh, aware of, they've placed uh, construction pylons uh, probably a good 400 meters west of the Spadino off-ramp. So if you do the uh-oh second too late, uh, what essentially happens is you won't be able to get over. And they've situated the pylons such that you can't get across into the off-ramp traffic. Uh, but again, you know, a lot of people will panic. They'll all of a sudden hit the brakes, and next thing you know, somebody that may not necessarily be t- paying attention from in behind that individual may end up striking them or causing a multi-car uh, collision. And quite often, we did see many multi-car collisions at York Bay Young off-ramp regularly. Well, but what about, you know, just ease up a little bit, things are different, just, you know, let people in. Oh, absolutely. That would be great. The reality is frustration, unfortunately, in a lot of cases, is going to take over a person's demeanor when it comes to the way they operate their motor vehicles. Like, I've got to get there first. The reality is you're not going to gain much time. In fact, you probably will lose time by trying to cut another person off because it just becomes a ripple effect, affects another individual. That person starts cutting people off. It just becomes um, self-multiplying, uh, really. So really, if you can be considerate, let those people in, great. But even this morning, what we did see at 6 a.m., the Jarvis off-ramp was already backed up from the eastbound traffic attempting to exit the expressway. And the Reese on-ramp was backed up as well. Uh, And this is 6 o'clock in the morning on a statutory holiday. There are challenges out there. Uh, This is where good driving etiquette would definitely play a big part in making it easier for an individual to get through the downtown core, commute back and forth. But if you really want to make it easy on yourself, use public transit. The GO train generally runs an express, east and westbound. Actually, sorry, eastbound. I'm not sure about westbound. Um, but eastbound from um, uh, things like Burlington, um, Aldershot, and so on and so forth. If you jump on one of those express trains, I'm pretty sure you're going to get downtown a lot sooner than you sitting in the daily grind, bumper to bumper, dealing with the uh, ramp closures and the associated backlogs of traffic. Well, I don't know if you're going to get people to take public transit. Do you do modeling, 
you know, how many more accidents uh, do you expect as a result? Well, actually, just uh, so we're on the same page, uh, we don't deal with accidents. We deal with collisions. Accidents okay. is something that... Okay, was, absolutely. <laughs> I stand corrected. Yes. No problem. Um, the modeling, no, that's not uh, our call. What that is, is it's based on an environmental assessment that the city does on each of their construction options as to what makes the most sense. Take down one ramp, do it in stages, do it as one piece, build them both at the same time. These are all uh, environmental assessment questions that are asked as to how to, I guess, lessen the risks uh, and the delays associated. And that was the same type of situation at Strawn Avenue when they put the uh, underpass in for the railways. There was a number of different ways and things that they, way, they wanted to do it, and they took the best option with the least amount of interference. And in this particular case, I don't think there is any better option. Uh, that ramp has got to go. Uh, the new ramp coming in will be very likely very similar in design as it is uh, to Spadina, which is a very steep drop down to Spadina. Uh, that uh, same situation will uh, be placed on the Sp- Simcoe ramp. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it will be something that individuals will have to become more familiarized with uh, as that ramp is reopened in January. And obviously, uh, somebody coming down that ramp has to be prepared at any time, whether it's the, the Jarvis ramp or the, the Spadina ramp or the Jameson ramps. The traffic may come to a stop because of volume. Quite often, we see the rear ends because individuals expect the traffic to flow freely on an off-ramp. The reality is it doesn't. Um, okay, uh, just a, a final question. There's also been some talk about, you know, changing the direction of some streets to accommodate this. Uh, would that be anything that you are involved with? No, we're not involved with any of the, the changes. We deal with the changes if they are made to enforce the regulations as such. Uh, if any changes were made, and uh, you could talk about the reversible lane on Jarvis, uh, that was down for a while, and then they brought that back after a pilot project. So. We don't have any input into that. They may ask us for collision data if there was any, uh, but the reality is that is a city decision, and we work within the confines of the uh, infrastructure that we have in place. Uh, But that being said, uh, this is something that unfortunately is required uh, in order to have a safe uh, infrastructure for us to use and to minimize injury to anyone that uh, may be on it. And something like this, obviously, once in a lifetime per se uh, type operation. And with any luck, it's completed sooner than January 2018. Or sorry, 2018. But the reality is, I would expect the worst and stay till the end of uh, January before we see that ramp open. Okay, and maybe even longer than that. Constable Clint Stibby, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Okay, and uh, I guess uh, tomorrow we'll tell the tale of what the situation actually will be. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.